Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast where I get to interview special guests about their story um, and what resilience means to them. Hi Marcel, welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Thanks for being with me today. My pleasure, nice to see you Amanda. Thank you. Let me introduce you properly. Um, Please welcome Marcel Lal who is the CEO um, of InExpress. um, Marcel leads the Asia-Pacific team and operations in Australia, New Zealand, India, Vietnam, Hong Kong and South Korea. As one of the largest authorised global partners of leading carriers, including DHL, TNT, FedEx and UPS, the InExpress business has an extensive franchise network of over 450 locations. That's huge. That has grown since 1999 and is now in 14 countries spanning the Americas, Asia Pacific and UK regions. Now, I did a bit of research on you, Marcel, and you and I did meet a few years ago. Was it about two years ago? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. And I delivered a um, resilience workshop for your team, which was wonderful. and, you know, I've, ever since I met you, have always been such a down-to-earth person, which is what I love about you. Thank and you've you. done so much in your life. So you were raised in Sydney, but now you live in Brisbane. Yes, that's right. That's right. So I made, I made the move. I still support a lot of uh, Sydney-based teams and New South Wales-based teams in sport. Um, I don't think I can change that, but I do love the lifestyle up here. Great place to raise a family. Uh, in uh, in Brisbane and it's starting to get the uh, uh, best of the worlds that you get in places like Sydney and Melbourne as well. So I do like it up here. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So, um, what what got you into the the career of um, being of couriers? Well, it probably started through my franchising experience, and I'm from a first from a, a technology background, but then. Uh, evolved by chance and coming into franchising, which was just over 12 years ago. Uh, and first and foremost, I suppose, InExpress is a is a franchise system with, with lots of franchisees, you know, over 150 in Asia Pacific. And as you mentioned, almost you know, 500 around the world. So, um, you know, we are a franchise system. Um, but I didn't have, when I came into InExpress five years ago, um, I didn't have any uh, freight uh, logistics uh, experience at all. I suppose what I brought into the table was uh, franchising, but uh, boy, like with most things, and like with most people, it's been a uh, it's been a learning curve, but an enjoyable one. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. It's an enormous business, and I had the pleasure of meeting um, members of your team and all the franchisees in person at, at the yeah. Gold Coast, and I've, I've never before have I seen such a wonderful culture where everybody just bonded so much we did the um at at the the dinner we did together the rewards night it was just so wonderful watching how different franchisees um you know the way they supported each other and you you know you you played a huge role in that as the ceo so well done yeah thank you i think um it's one of the things that we're very lucky with within express is not just i think um the support that staff give each other. Um, and yes, naturally, we support franchisees in, 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 in our work as well. But the franchisees are wonderful in supporting each other. I don't think I've seen in any other franchise system um, where they support each other so well. And there's no hidden agendas or anything like that. They just want to help each other. 
uh, so that they can all um, ultimately succeed. And I think that that's a really nice thing. And I'm glad you got a little snippet into that um, at, at our annual convention, um, because um, I suppose that flows through and you can see those natural interactions as well. Um, but we've got a good, good good crew. We've got a good crew from a team perspective, staffing perspective, and with the franchise ease as well. They're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're a very good group and uh, they like helping each other, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's dive in. I want to ask you, because, you know, the Like Bambi podcast is all about resilience, and I'd love to know what does resilience mean to you? It's a real interesting one. It's not one of those simple answers, is it? And I suppose it means different things to different people. I think um, I think to me personally, it's, it's, it's certainly a state of mind, um, Amanda, when I was thinking about it, and it's 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 the state of mind you take uh, into different situations and different situations and circumstances that are thrown your way, whether you like it or not. And unfortunately, we, we've all had that. And um, when I wrote an article a couple of years ago, just um, in the first year of COVID, which was around business resilience, um, I looked at that and looked at some of the things from a business perspective and what we did in, in the company to get through that COVID period and to still be successful and it does translate back into your personal life as well so from a resilience perspective yes it's a state of mind but I think it's actually uh, the approach and the approach you take to dealing with certain situations good and bad Um, I'm naturally a glass half full person I know everybody you know people got different personalities I'm naturally glass half full and I think that no matter what life throws at you I think that you've got to take a certain level of optimism into it and almost even if you don't necessarily believe it you have to almost convince yourself that um, there are better days to come or there is going to be some good that comes out of this tough situation so resilience to me is yeah state of mind but also uh, carrying forward optimism into how you approach things yeah yeah, you're spot on. It's how you can, <clears throat> how you maintain that state, isn't it? When mm. the going gets tough, when you want to give up, when you sort of drop down in vibration, where yeah, it gets hard. It's um, and I wonder what um, develops that within us. The difference between someone's ability to do that or mm. not would be um, our upbringing, what we watch growing up, our beliefs, the experiences we've had our ability to stretch ourselves from a very young age and our ability to learn from that and go, oh, I went out of my comfort zone and I was okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the upbringing and the things that you learn along the way, um, uh, even in a career sense as well, I think all of those things come into play because it does it does help you in your personal life and, and vice versa um, as well, you know, and teaches you things. I think it also forces when you talk about resilience Amanda I think it forces self-reflection I know it did in our business during COVID I know that I probably now as I'm a little bit older and wiser um, you know I like to think that I reflect more on situations um, reflect and try to plan in advance but when something happens try to reflect and I think self-reflection is really you know an important thing um, as well you don't have to beat yourself over a head, uh, you know, over your head on on something that hasn't gone right. But I think that, yeah, self-reflection is something that comes into play when I think about myself as well. 
I absolutely agree. And when I talk about this analogy of the building, you know, it's the same as, as the role of a manager or a CEO has is your ability to see things from the penthouse of the building mm. rather than from the ground floor. And what you just said then is exactly the same thing. When you're seeing things from the penthouse, from that elevated perspective, you are reflecting. And it's your ability to connect all the dots and see the bigger picture and to take time to think rather than being reactive on the ground floor. Yeah, definitely. I love that analogy. And I think the, the looking at the big picture, if you're faced with some level of adversity, and I think that, you know, focusing on the bigger picture can help, you know, at least help you get through that tougher situation individually. We had that in business all the time. Um, yeah. But certainly when I look back, you know, in, in stages in my life as well, that that probably holds true. Maybe I just, when you're younger, I suppose you just don't maybe realise it fully as much at the time um, until you start to get older and you start to reflect back and then you you can see those uh, those things come into play. Yeah, you get a bit wiser and you realise that sometimes when things don't go your way, it's actually heading you towards a path that's better yeah. and it's having that confidence and faith and your ability to manage your emotions and to regulate your energy and your emotions that's so important i really wish that was an actual class at school you yeah. know Absolutely. yeah, yeah. It's true it, it, and it should be it's, it's it's an interesting concept but i think some of those life skills are really important because you've got to apply it in so many uh, in so many situations as well yeah 100%. well can you share something that you've been through um that you've had to overcome in your life yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, I'll, I'll probably touch on more on the business stuff uh, a little bit um, later. But I think when I look back on from myself personally, when I was in my early 20s, um, my father passed away. And why that was difficult at that time, and I suppose, again, you know, it's something that everybody faces in their life with, with loved ones um, uh, passing away. At that time, it was challenging because I was building a career at that particular point and I, I left that career to, I suppose, um, help uh, my mum to tidy up things and, and affairs. She, um, you know, it, it was very challenging, uh, obviously, for her. Um, and, and my dad at that point was, um, was only 49 or just about to turn 49. So he was still quite young and I was in my early 20s. And I think that um, going into take over the small business that he had in, in Sydney in the, in the travel sector, um, which I then went in and I, I suppose transformed um, somewhat with another business partner, um, taught me a lot. And, and at, at such a young age, I was forced into that situ situation to be uh, a rock to other people, um, not just in, in family-wise, but I think um, in other people as well. And you were sort of, I was sort of thrust into that. And I think that that was, was very, very challenging. And at the time, you maybe don't even get a chance um, emotionally to, to let out what you need to let out because you're immediately into a fix-it sort of mode for others. And it wasn't until time passed that I truly reflected on that, being very close to my father. Uh, and still, it was very, very difficult to do all of that whilst um, having those emotions. So. I've got a feeling that that's helped shape different things in my life, uh, certainly from a career perspective. My outlook um, uh, doesn't make me perfect. It just means that I've got a few learnings there that I think I've, I've taken from me and that was maybe forced upon me through circumstance. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that would have been so hard in your early 20s to take all of that on. It was. It was a it was a learning. And and again, I suppose again upon reflection, you've got to combine it's so important to let your emotions out and, and to feel what you're feeling because it's obviously not healthy to suppress that. And I think that there was probably a, a lot of stuff that I did suppress, um, which which upon reflection, you know, really um, isn't a healthy thing. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it, it's so hard. You have to toughen up at that particular point to help help others um, that, uh, that uh, depend on you. Um, yes. Yes. As well. Your grief would have been delayed then. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. It it was, and it was over a, a probably a longer period uh, afterwards. Sometimes I'm I'm there. I've, I've left where I was work wise, and and I've taken over that business for a period, and then I went back into the the corporate world and and kept that business and owned that business uh, with somebody else for quite a while for a number of years. But I think at that time you were sitting there you know, at the desk that your dad used to sit at and you're dealing with people that, you know, your dad used to um, used to deal with. So you're reminded yeah. of, of that um, almost yeah. daily. And yeah. so that plays with your emotions as well. Um, and, and, it, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. What was the hardest part about that time for you? I... If you'd asked me at that time, it 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 would have just been that, hey, I'm I'm just jumping into all of this and and something significant has happened. I've lost somebody significant in my life, and I think that that would be the answer then. You're asking me the question now, and I think um, upon reflection, I don't. I think the hardest thing is I wasn't equipped at at 24 years of age, um, after uni and just starting a corporate career to um to maybe deal with things and I think that there's certain things decisions with that business with staff with how you know you manage your emotions things that there, there was no there was no rule book there was no book given saying this is what you need to do and mm-hmm. I think that that was the toughest thing that I upon reflection didn't have the tools um, and didn't have the skills that probably I do now to be able to manage and, and, and deal with all these different factors that were brought upon um, by those circumstances. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And so you would have been so stretched and during, during the, that time it would have felt so uncomfortable. But now you have the skills that allow you possibly to stretch further than someone else because maybe you, you had to. Yeah, exactly. And I think it... it there's positives and, and negatives. If I'm to be really, really honest and, and reflect on this properly, I think that there are definitely things where I'm probably tougher and, and can be really. Um, uh, I like. I'd like to think a rock to uh, family, to colleagues, to to people in in the work environment where I can make some tough decisions, where I can also be there and be supportive. And because I, I've been through things, and I think that. That's equipped me really well for that. If I'm going to be self-critical, though, um, one of the things at that point is that, you know, I struggle sometimes with, um, with that, uh, I think, emotionally and, and to fully show my emotions, which I know can be a good thing not to do. But I think 
particularly when you're in, in the role that I'm in um, with so many different people, so many interactions. You know, sometimes you, you, you don't let your emotions totally out. And I think that, that, you know, you've got to try to find that balance. So I think there's positives and negatives that come out of having those sort of circumstances at such an early or at that time in my life yeah. uh, now if I'm to really look at it properly. Yeah, 100%, 100%. There'd be a lot of protective mechanisms that you would have had to have created to be such yeah. a leader at such a young age. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah no question, no question. Or I think, though, um, if, I, if I translate that a little bit into a business sense, when we, we've obviously, you know, all been through um, this COVID period, it, it's still ongoing, but it's sort of like back to some sort of the new normal, let's call it, mm-hmm. which we're all living in now. I think when that happened um, two and a half years ago, obviously in early 2020 in a business sense, I think that that helped in terms of from a planning perspective, communication-wise, what we had to change in our business. We still weren't perfect at it, but we know that we had to communicate more with our franchisees. People needed comfort during that time. It was yeah. there's such times of uncertainty that that people around you, staff, management, uh, franchisees, um, want to have some levels of just assurance, yeah. you know, in terms of who's steering the ship, who you know, what what's actually happening. And I think communication came to the forefront, and I think that that's something. Again, I don't think I'm perfect at it or anything else. I just think that we had to communicate more and communicate in a better way and not just one way but in a two-way stream with other people uh, during COVID uh, as well. You would have had the ability though to put one foot in front of the other while maybe others would have been frozen in fear because of what you went through when you were younger. Yeah definitely and that was that's my I think even uh, over many years I think that's a natural instinct for me it is almost and it's it can be to my peril sometimes, but I think that, you know, it is to go into a solution mode yeah. um, and, and you have to really stop and to think and pause and make sure you've got all the feedback around you, um, different people's opinions, feelings, and taking all of that into account with anything now in your personal life and in business as well. Um, and, and you know, I've, I've got a lot of good people around me, not just family-wise, but also uh, in a work environment as well, franchisees, staff, management. I'm very lucky to be surrounded by uh, great people and also globally uh, as part of the global leadership team. Um, uh, you know, and I think that uh, it, it's a really good, healthy thing to, to get feedback from others and to uh, get the thoughts of others before jumping into something. And I think that that helped us during COVID a lot to be successful for our franchisees to continue to be successful as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're very lucky to have you as a leader. And I think that you are very connected emotionally. It's one of the things I noticed about you. So don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, again, I, I think that, that those connections are important. And we lost a little bit of that, Amanda, during, uh, during COVID um, with, with the franchisees. We weren't able to have those sort of annual conventions and reward trips and um, our, our brand development. Um, committee as well we weren't able to have all those interactions face to face everything was on video great there was lots of different things but as you know uh, in your field it's it's not the same if it's not 
face-to-face. And I've noticed quite a change uh, this year um, as we've been able to have conventions, have reward trips, um, yeah. have different meetings. Um, that collaboration is different. You're building really good, strong relationships uh, as well. So I think that that's uh, important. I think I've noticed that change this year. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. The new normal. <laughs> the new normal. Yeah, new exactly. Normal. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think we almost brace ourselves though for, you know, what's next. You hear about there's another wave, there's other things. Yeah. What happens if we're thrust back into that situation that, you know, hope, hopefully everybody, all of us are better equipped to, um, uh, to manage that. Because, you know, a lot of people found that period really, really tough um, yeah. as well. Yeah, it was it was just so new. No, we our generation hadn't experienced adversity mm. like that um, at all. We'd heard about you know what our ancestors went through in war and things like that, but yeah, it was almost like a biochemical version of that, wasn't it? And it was. yeah, yeah, definitely. But again, as you explained, like you after what you went through in your early twenties, and then taking those skills into your personal and professional life as you got older, it gets easier because there's a new there's a motor program for it now. Um, and I think it's wonderful that you can talk about, you know, how that served you, but also it's in your awareness, um, things that are in your detriment and, and the fact that it's in your awareness is, is, is wonderful. Um, and it shows growth. It shows growth because we're constantly learning. We're never, ever going to be perfect, nor should we. It's really about getting to the next level of the building, the floor, the next floor in the building and elevating and elevating because when we are on that penthouse, we access elevated emotions of love, joy, compassion, forgiveness. But yeah. when we're on the ground floor, we're very reactive and we access fear, worry, shame and guilt. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's so true to take that big picture view and, and that penthouse view. I totally agree. Um, one of the things I will say, though, Amanda, in, in my role that I've almost got to be careful of and be very honest and very self-conscious of is not to just live up in the penthouse, so to speak, um, to use your analogy. Um, uh, it, it's it's to stay connected with everybody. Um, and I think to hear what's happening on the ground, what's happening out in the field, out in the marketplace, um, um, to, to ensure that, that we have that feedback um, that helps us to be hopefully effective in our decision-making. And one of the things in leaving a corporate career, albeit I was still in the early stages of a, of, of a, of a corporate career, um, to leave and to take over a small business is that um, I had that, uh, worked in that for a while and quite a while, changed a few things, learned a few things, made a few mistakes, mm-hmm. and then was still involved with that even when I back in, went back into, in, into my corporate career. That has helped me now, and I think I've got to remind myself sometimes when we're looking at our franchisees, I'll use them as an example, or you know, our customers, which is obviously the end user business customers, they're small, small to medium businesses themselves. And they have so many challenges. They've got to wear so many different hats. That's the value our franchisees give and the inexpress service to small businesses in Australia. So that's certainly, and around the world, that's what we do. That's our, uh, our, our main unique selling point is that level of service. But we've got to remember at a corporate level, at a head office level, and in my role, that they are also small businesses and they wear many, many different hats um, in that and they have a lot of challenges. So I think that that experience that Mm. I had taking that over and doing that, 
I can draw on that a little bit and I probably have to make sure I draw on it more and don't lose um, don't lose sight of that as well. I love that and I love how you brought that analogy into it because it is okay and necessary to sometimes be on the ground floor yeah. and, um, and we must remain connected to that part of ourselves, not only mm-hmm. the people around us, but also um, in all areas of the business, but within our lives, but that part of us that can be reactive and stressed and, you know, we're designed to survive. So that's always going to be the dominant program and how soft and kind we can be towards ourselves is resilience to me when we're there, which can then allow us to take that higher perspective when necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's yeah, perfectly put. Couldn't agree more. So if I was to ask you, what was the main thing that you learned on your journey after what you went through, what would that be? Um, do you mean from earlier, from, from, from the 20s or, or yeah? From, from your father passing away and, and how hard that was and everything we've spoken about in terms of how it served you in, in your personal and professional life. I don't know, it, like it might even be a few things, like what, what are the main things that you learnt about that? if it was just a, a snapshot of the one, one thing that stands out for you? Um, again, I, I reflect back on communication, interaction with people. Um, I, I think that um, yeah. it's important to have those connections. Um, it's important to have, you know, obviously family and, and, and friends, but also from a, a, a work sense, um, to try to surround yourself with with good people. Um, yes. in, in my role, I think I'm I'm lucky to have built a team that's um, that's a really great team, um, a, a good management team, um, and then for the franchisees that we bring into InExpress as well, that they share our common values, our great values, you know, about giving yeah. back to the community and other things. And I think that um, I think you've got to align yourself with like-minded people. And I think that that's really important. And I think if I reflect back at that time, um, again, I did that sporadically at that time. But if I was equipped and had the tools to, at that time and maybe the knowledge to do that at that time, I think I would have had even better outcomes um, at, at that time. So that's something, people interaction, who you work with, how you work with them, and the communication. I, th- I think that that's, that's my biggest uh, takeout from that. Okay. And what stood out for me after everything you've said today is your ability to reflect. Yeah. It's a healthy thing. It, it's self-reflection is a yeah. really healthy thing. I suppose in a work sense, that's why you do yearly appraisals. You do that. But it shouldn't be just about justifying your job. Like when we do an, uh, our, our appraisal process that we're about to go through for the staff, um, you know, it's more about reflection. Mm. You know, how do you feel you're aligning to the company values? How have you gone here? And it's not about, you know, I hate the the whole areas of improvement. It's areas of development, right? So it's it's where the areas that you want to develop in and what could help you. So, um, yeah, self-reflection, really important. And we do it in, in, in the work sense uh, already, um, but it shouldn't just be a, why am I in this job and having to justify it? It's more about um, reflecting back on what you've learned and, and where you can you, you can develop your skills. Yeah, 
I think clearly you've created a very supportive and amazing um, environment around you in your personal and professional life. So congratulations. I, you, it's very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. It's not perfect. I think you know, I want to probably stress that to, to, to anybody who listens to this. I think that um, it, it's not all perfect. And I think that that's kind of a cool thing as well, because you, you know, continuous improvement, self-reflection is, is, is is really improving but thanks for those kind words that's okay it's all about our state of mind isn't it and our approach it's not about how perfect things are yeah absolutely it is yeah thank you so much marcel what a great podcast thank you for your time today my pleasure thank you for having me as well and it's been a really great discussion and uh, you forced me to actually reflect and that self-reflection even on these with the questions uh, as well. It, it, it allowed me to think back and dig deep. So thank you as well. Oh, my pleasure. Um, and guys, if you, if you love this podcast, please subscribe and share the love. And remember that to bend like bamboo is to change your mind about what can be possible in your minds, bodies and lives with flexibility. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Please rate and share the episode with your community or anyone you think may need to hear this episode. If you would like any help with maximizing well-being and flexibility in your life personally, you can see me one-on-one at the private practice in Melbourne or on Zoom if you are not local. You can book in or find more info at benlikebamboo.com. If you would like help remotely, I have a resilience program you can do as an online course with six eBooks and videos on mind, body, food, connection that include resilience and tools that can help you to feel happier and healthier after rebuilding from change, stress or illness. If you would like help with boosting resilience and wellness in the workplace, you can book in for a free Zoom discovery chat. The Ben Like Bamboo at Work program can be delivered in person or virtually. And if you would like to inquire about Ben Like Bamboo at school, you can find information on all these programs on my website, amandacampbell.com.au. And you can contact me on email, amanda at benlikebamboo.com. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And remember that flexibility builds resilience. And no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you at the next session.